It's 4.34 and you're listening to The Run Home with Kim and Steve. Thanks to MG4 Electric, high performance, range excellence from 46.990 plus ORC. Performance retold with MG4 Electric. Well, to hear Eddie Jones talk, he was committed to the Wallabies right through till 2027. That is, of course, until he wasn't. Yes, he's often one man who's been across it all since breaking the story of Jones having an interview for the Japan head coaching job before the World Cup. The Sydney Morning Herald's Tom Decent on the line with us now. Tom, thank you so much for your time. Uh, would train wreck be the most uh, the best description here? Yeah, for sure. Car crash, um, horror show, whatever you want to call it. It's been um, all of those words um, over the last month or two for Australian rugby, definitely. Mate, I, I'm just like gobsmacked how you can end up in this situation. Um, Hamish McLean was responsible for making this happen. Is he is he following Eddie somewhere? Uh, uh, we No, he's not following him there, definitely. Look, I spoke to Hamish today and he said that he won't be resigning, but clearly there's um, appetite from the Australian rugby public for him to move on. He's under a lot of pressure and um, readers are sort of voting that way as well. We've done a poll on our website. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of questions to answer. I think he gets back from France in a few days and no doubt he will address the press and sort of talk through a decision. You know, ultimately he was the one who appointed Eddie Jones in January on a five-year deal and got rid of Dave Rennie, which is very, very harsh at the time when you consider what's happened over the last 10 months. Yeah, very much so. It'll be interesting to see how much heat he comes under. Can we just go uh, a bit of background, I guess, from you and your perspective? So this has been coming, obviously, since before the Wallabies opened their World Cup campaign. Uh, the fact that it's now happened, there were always questions over what it meant for everyone financially. Have we got any answers to those sorts of questions at this stage? Uh, you look at the moment, Rugby Australia... Chairman Hamish McLennan is maintaining that there was no payout to Eddie Jones, so there was no extra money given for that and that he actually tendered his resignation, so therefore he walks away straight away. Um, yeah, a little bit of watch, that, watch this space on that front. I, I find it surprising that Eddie would just walk away mm. um, from such a long-term deal, but it's understood that there are clauses within that contract which would have given Rugby Australia or Eddie an out, which seems also odd given that they sold it as a five-year deal and a runway through to that 2027 World Cup. And... Um, sat through countless press conferences where Eddie Jones said that he was committed long term to the the Wallabies and he's quit. You know, once the goings got tough. So it's one hundred percent confirmed that he had an interview before the World Cup for the Japan job, and that's the story you broke. So that's confirmed. And then in at the World Cup in France, he was denying it for weeks on end. But it is confirmed that he did do that interview. Oh well, look, our our newspaper wouldn't run a story of that magnitude without some um, some mm. proof. And um, look, we stand by that at the time, and I stand by that story today. And um, you got to remember too, this is not just the Sydney Morning Herald. This is the ABC, Daily Telegraph, Japan, UK um, websites are all reporting that not just the first interview took place, but there's a second one coming up in Japan next month. So. Um, I did laugh when I already said that he was going to be in Japan on a, quote, holiday next month with his <laughs> wife. So um, he's now without a job technically, and he keeps saying that there is no job for him, and that is true because Japan has not selected who that coach will be. So very much watch this space over the next few weeks, I reckon. Yeah, after the schmozzle that this is, it's kind of hard to see any team wanting to touch him with a 10-foot pole, to be honest, but maybe that's just me. How has this all gone down, Tom, with the Australian rugby public? Because like you say, train wreck, car crash, it's just been one disaster to the next. 
Hasn't gone down well. I think people are almost sick of talking about it, to be honest, um, after that Wales defeat in particular, 40-6 to six hammering in Lyon, like Australia's worst ever World Cup defeat. Everyone was done with rugby and sort of trying to wonder what the future is for the code. And then this Eddie thing has just ticked along and he's maintained, he's committed. And then to walk away, I think, is a massive bit of pill to swallow. And I think the thing that really, really hurt Eddie with the public and his reputation was that he said that Michael Hooper, Quade Cooper and Bernard Foley weren't the best role models for the team heading into that World Cup. Now, you got three pretty senior, experienced guys and Michael Hooper, um, absolute champion of the game. And that's just like shooting Bambi. So I don't think Eddie... Um, <laughs> read the room on that one. No, and Michael Hooper, uh, from recollection as well, he uh, acted with a lot of class throughout that World Cup campaign from a commentary perspective as well. Sorry, Steve's champion at the bit here to, to talk to you. I've just I've just cut in there, Steve. Take it away. <laughs> uh, I'm in, I'm in shock. I like I just literally, you know, cannot believe that the state of Australian rugby is in right now. Um, Eddie chose not to take senior players away because he wanted to rebuild and he, he'd already jumping ship, right? It's just it's just farcical. It is. Like, it is extraordinary that Chairman Hamish McLennan to bring his name up again after that Wales defeat on September 24 or 5, said that Australian rugby was at rock bottom, but here we are, you know, a month on and I beg to differ. I think it's a little bit worse off now that Eddie Jones has gone, but... You know, whilst it has been a car crash and there's been so many things to talk about and his whole tenure, like, it's just been a whirlwind of quotes and unfulfilled promises, you then wonder whether or not um, having Eddie here would have harmed Australian rugby going forward. Um, and, look, I do take his point that there are systemic problems and that mm. the, the, the issue is bigger than him as a head coach, and I absolutely believe that he does have his best interest at heart for the game at whole, but... I think he's trying to spin that narrative as well, just in case a prospective employer uh, wants to hire him, maybe in the future. It certainly turns out that he did go over there for the for the croissants. <laughs> he's, uh, the TV campaigns weren't, weren't that far off the truth in the end, were they? Oh, Steve, low blow. I think we're just, it's its the whole saga, Tom, is probably helping from a New Zealand perspective, helping kind of put a bit of a balm over some wounds at the moment, if yeah. we're perfectly honest. It certainly helped me sleep no, last night. <laughs> No, 100%. And like rightly so, Eddie's talked the talk. He said, you know, the All Blacks should be worried. You know, that was after a couple of defeats and the All Blacks pants Australia. So I don't think, um, yeah, look, I think he'd be very, very, very disappointed at how the campaign's panned out. But I think he only has himself to blame for being so combative and, you know, telling media and the public that they were too negative and didn't mm. believe in the team and will prove you wrong. And they won two games at the World Cup against Georgia and Portugal, who are minnows, with the greatest respect. So, Well, I um, said I yeah. said it was the biggest upset at the Rugby World Cup was Australia beating Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Good Steve. call. Yeah, I like it. Oh, Steve. Uh, we do have to look forward, though, I suppose, and that's the thing because, you know, they did away with Dave Rennie, who obviously carries a huge amount of respect here in New Zealand. Uh, now Eddie is walking away is there any sort of early list of contenders for, for who might become the next head coach yeah i think realistically there's only three um dan mckellar who was an assistant under dave rennie um who's over at leicester he's just joined is definitely in the mix um, we understand that he is interested uh then you've got dare i say michael checker who uh, has hey. spent four years away from the Wallabies, <laughs> who, yeah, has sort of reinvented himself, if you want to call it that, done some rugby league work and 
um, helped the Pumas to a semi-final, albeit not a great result in that. Um, so he's an option. I mean, that would be a leap of faith from Australia, and he had a pretty ugly exit four years ago after that World Cup. So mm. that would be maybe a situation like going back to Eddie Jones, a second marriage, all that stuff. And then uh, the other one is Stephen Larkham, obviously an Australian great, who's at the Brumbies. He's off contract with them in uh, mid-2024 after the Super Rugby season. So that's an option as well. I would, I would imagine they are the three uh, on Rugby Australia's hit list if they go there, but they need to do a review first and really make sure this process isn't rushed because um, I think the Eddie appointment was... I heard two weeks ago that Stephen Larkham had the job. They just had to smooth some stuff over. There is a lot of noise about Steve Larkham. Yeah, look, I mean, the Brumbies say that he hasn't been approached or there hasn't been any conversations around that. But, you know, um, if you want a steady hand at the wheel, Steve Larkham's going to get that. You're going to get that with him. And he spent time over in Europe and cut his teeth. And, look, I think he'd be great. Uh, but... For today, it's um, very much on the here and now, and and waiting to waiting for Rugby Australia to actually confirm this news. It's almost 24 hours later, and we still haven't had confirmation <laughs> from the governing body. So um, things move quickly. It all starts at the top, doesn't it? Like it all starts. Every organisation it starts at the top, and I I just think you're you're headbutting a wall, thinking that uh, uh, you got to keep your the, the big men. They they have to fall on their swords, right? This is just. Uh, absolute comedy. Well, considering how many times Hamish McLennan has niggled, you know, the Kiwis, it'd be funny <laughs> to see what all the Kiwi public would think, right? Oh, you've just got Steve Devine oh, on so his good. feet. Uh, he's he's absolutely frothing this, wanting to have some more input. However, unfortunately, we are out of time. We'll have to leave it there. So, Tom, thank you so much for your time uh, and great work on all the hard work that you have done, first in breaking the story uh, and then in your ongoing coverage. Uh, good luck with whatever the future holds from a Wallabies and Rugby reporting uh, journey, shall I say, over there, because certainly, you know, it's not boring. So, thank you. Thanks, no, Tom. Not. Thanks, guys. You, you're making, you're making it a lot easier to sleep for us over here at night. Thank you very much. <laughs> the Sydney Morning Herald's Tom Decent there for us. Excellent coverage of this entire saga if you want to go uh, and see any of that in the Sydney Morning Herald website. And that is thanks to Brand, Brand, our experts in agriculture covering your equipment, parts and service needs to help you succeed in your field.